It is so good to have each of you joining us today, uh, either on Facebook or YouTube, and we are delighted uh, that you have this opportunity uh, to hear God's Word and to worship together. If you have your Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to the New Testament, to Matthew chapter 21, to read a very familiar passage of Scripture. But again, the day that we are celebrating today is Palm Sunday. So if you have your Bibles there at home or wherever you are, or use your cell phone to turn to Matthew chapter 21, and I'd like to read verses 1 through 11. Matthew 21, 1 through 11. When they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage in the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples, telling them, going to the village ahead of you, And at once you will find a donkey tied there with her foal. Untie them there with her foal and untie them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet may be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see, your king is coming to you, gentle. And mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and its foal. Then they laid their clothes on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! To the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in uproar, saying, Who is this? The crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth. Jesus went into the temple, and he threw out those buying and selling. If we look at this passage of Scripture this morning, and as we look at that, can you imagine with me? Have you ever thought what it would be like to be a king for a day? Or maybe in our life, in our situation, being the president for a day? What would that be like? What if you were the king for the day or the president for the day, for a day? I don't know what you would think about that or what you would want to try to accomplish or what would you would try to do in that day. But what what if after that day you thought to yourself, that's enough. I don't want that. Well, in this passage of Scripture, I believe as Jesus came into Jerusalem, it was an exciting day. For many of the people, they, they saw this as a grand, wondrous day where Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, and they were excited. And they were so excited that basically there in verse 9, where they said, Hosanna to the Son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna. Basically, they were welcoming their king. They were welcoming their king. But you know, On that day, Jesus rode into Jerusalem, and as I read just a part of verse 12 just a moment ago, 
After Jesus did that, where did Jesus go? In verse 12, it says, Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And then go down to verse 14. We find where it says, the blind and the, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed. This morning, as we think of this story, and we look at this that took place, our Lord came in victorious that day. And I believe that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, and he was that day. He is even today the King of kings and Lord of lords. But I think what took place in that day is that the people were excited and to Jesus got into their business. How would you like if Jesus came to your home? What if Jesus got into your life? And as he lived with you, he made comments to you of things that were not right. That things that we were doing wrong. Would we like that? Would we be counting the days until he left? Because... Man, he's kind of critical. He's putting me down. You see, Jesus being the king for the day was basically, in some ways, all that Jerusalem could stand in that moment because when Jesus got to business, like we see there in verse 12, he went into the temple and he threw out all those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. You see, what they were doing is what they had always been doing. And Jesus says, my house is not for this. I wonder today, have we made God's house into things that it shouldn't? Or take it a little bit more personal. Could it be that this temple, our own being, the temple of God, because you see in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, it says, don't you yourself know that you are God's temple and that the Spirit of God lives in you? This morning, think with me for just a few moments about our personal temples, our bodies. Just like there in verse 12, he went into the temple and he began throwing things out that he saw were not necessary, inappropriate. The emphasis were being placed on the wrong things. What would Jesus find in our temple? As you read this passage of Scripture, as Jesus went through this temple, basically we find where Jesus said to them, my house should be what? A house of prayer. And so when we stop and think about that, what about our personal temple temples? What would Jesus find in our temple? Would he begin throwing out or he would say, this is a house prayer. You see, this morning, as we think of this week as Palm Sunday, it is a, a glorious day as Jesus came into the city. 
But at the same time, it should be a time of examination, a time of looking, just as it upset Jesus to, to see what was in the temple. I, I believe it would upset Jesus what he would see in our lives today. Oh, I'm sure that there is some good. I'm, I'm, but there's some good in our lives. But at the same time, there are things that are not needed. Things that causes us to stumble. Things that, that causes us to, to make the wrong choices. And, and Jesus wouldn't hesitate to point those out. You ever have someone come into your house and start pointing out things that they don't think is appropriate? Or, man, if I was you, I'd change this. If I was you, I'd get rid of this. If I was you, you know, and after a little while, you're what? You're ready for that person to leave. You see, our Lord and Savior is not to, to doing that to, to say, oh, hey, I'm perfect and you're wrong. He, he's trying to show us what is necessary and what is needed. What would Jesus find in our temple? Would he find worship? Would he find us worshiping in truth or worshiping in convenience? You see, as we think about this and as Jesus continued to, to move in Jerusalem, he, he began changing things and let's face it we don't like change but jesus knew that change was needed we also need to see that would jesus find worship in our temple would he find that we're worshiping the truth and would he also find in our temple an interest for the lost you see we should always have an interest for those that are lost There was a time when we were lost and there were those who prayed and were concerned and shared with us. We also need to see that in our world today, so many people are confused, filled with anxiety, filled with disappointment. And here is a time to share with them of the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. As we think of that What about our interest for the loss? What about our apathetic spirit? Where we just kind of slothfully go through the motions and we've lost that drive. We've lost that incentive. We've lost that the spirit of, of moving in a mighty way. See, this morning, what about our personal temple? But also, as Jesus came into Jerusalem, he also went into other areas of that city and other ministries. But we also see and have to ask the question, do we have faith in Jesus today? And you say, well, of course we do. But so did Jerusalem. And what I mean by that, has our faith, become a ceremonial religion. We were having a debate before church this morning about the flower arrangement in front of the pulpit. And I went upstairs and retrieved a flower arrangement to put down front. And, you know, the discussion is, can we have church without a flower arrangement? You know, and, and true, we can, but why do we have flower arrangements in front of the church? Because we always have had flower arrangements. 
But again, sometimes when we're putting things together, we think, oh, get the flower arrangement. Can't have church without the flower arrangement. Sometimes if we're not careful, we put our faith in ceremonial religion. We find in Matthew 23, 5, where it says, They do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge their... And I, I had to look up this word because I, I, I had never seen it before. But the, it, the phylacteries, it's, it's the Jewish people in that day, they, they wore cords. And the cords came down. A lot of times they had them around their neck. And because and, 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 this, this uh, passage of Scripture talks about how they lengthened their tassels. And a lot of times as they had their, the, the, uh, the shawl or around their head, they had these tassels hanging down. And, and, and the other was like a little box that would hang right up here and also on the arm. And this box was a small leather box, and inside of it was, a, was supposed to be uh, pieces or fragments of some of the old manuscripts or old scrolls. But again, more emphasis was placed on making sure that was in the right position, that this was, and, and, and what the Scripture is saying, you know, sometimes we, we do everything to be seen by others. They enlarge these things, basically, so we're known. What are we putting our faith in? Are we putting our faith in ceremonial religion? Or are we putting our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Sometimes we have to ask ourselves, what about faith in her great traditions? In Matthew 15, 3, it says, He answered them, Why do you break God's command because of your tradition?" Why do you break God's command because of your tradition? And, and so sometimes today, the faith that we have, is it ceremonial? Is it just because of tradition? Is it because, well, this is what you do? In Matthew fifteen eight, he goes on to say, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You see, the season that we're in with Palm Sunday, Jesus was coming in Jerusalem and people were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. But at the same time, many were just giving lip service. Many of them had their faith in tradition. Many of them were, were just putting uh, uh, their faith in going through the motion. And then as Jesus started coming in and sharing and, and showing what was important, it bothered them because it was, it was fooling with their traditions and, and the way they had things set up. But we also find, as Jesus ministered that week, as he moved into the holy city, things began to change. We find in Matthew chapter 22, verse 15, where it says, Then the Pharisees went, and they plotted how to trap him by what he said. You see, Jesus had been there just a few days. And now he was in the holy city. And what was happening? The religious leaders and other people were making every effort to get rid of Jesus. In Matthew twenty two fifteen that I just read, they were setting traps for him. In John chapter 8, verse 59, we find where stones were gathered to be rained on him. 
In Mark chapter 14, verse 58, we find where lies were being told about what he taught. And then we know, as we we will see next week, but in Matthew 27, we, we see finally they nailed him to the cross. Now, what was happening? Jesus came in triumphantly. People were waving their banners. They were excited. But sometimes when people or someone comes in and challenges our truth, our tradition, what makes us comfortable makes us very nervous. Jesus is what? Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. No one can come unto the Father but through him. Jesus is the way. And sometimes that makes us very nervous. And many of the people got nervous that week. Lies were told. I can imagine when Jesus was in the garden praying and pouring his spirit out to God and and knew what was going to take place and those lies. They were trying to get rid of him. But what about today? As we think of this week that we're in, is it possible for us today to reject Jesus Christ? And I, unfortunately, want to say yes. It's possible for us to reject Christ today. I think we reject him by ignoring his word. I know some people that they'll read the Bible but they don't only read certain passages. They don't want to read anything about sin. They don't want to read anything about how God will punish sin. They don't want to read anything about hell. You know, today we, we need to see of the importance of not ignoring the word of God and accepting the word of God. But today, if we're not willing to read the entire word of God. Could that be because we don't want to listen? We don't want to accept it. You know, each week, Brother Preston with the children holds up that Bible. He asks them what it is. They tell him that there's no lies, that, it's, that, you know, that it is the word of God. Why wouldn't we? We need to see today that sometimes we ignore his word. We also need to see that sometimes we're rejecting our Lord by failing to grow as a child of God. Now, we all love children. Here at our preschool, our children are our blessings. and We see them each day, and they wave to us, and they are wonderful. But children need to grow. Children need to grow. And, and, and sometimes in our religious lives, we don't want to grow as a child of God. In Hebrews, we are told of the importance of growing as a child of God. In our churches today, we need people who are willing to grow in their faith. Now, you know, the last few weeks have been uh, challenging for us. Some of you have used your cell phone more than you ever thought you would. Some of you have used different aspects of the computer. And, 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 and a lot of people at first said, well, I just can't do that. I, I, I just I, I don't know how to do that. But you had to learn some new 
technology. And some of it wasn't as hard as you thought it was going to be. You just didn't want to do it. But as different individuals offered to show you how to use that technology, you say, oh, I can do that. And sometimes we, we do the same thing with God. God, I, I, I just would rather just sit in the congregation and let someone feed me. Lord, I, I'm comfortable with that. But you see, what we need to, today is people to grow up and put their big boy pants on and their big girl pants on and, and, and step out for the Lord. And, 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 and a lot of times you say, well, I just, you know, it's just easy. Sure, it's easy just to sit in the pew. But God wants us to grow. But also, maybe it's possible we're rejecting Christ today because we crucify him by backsliding in our faith. We're not living the, our lives the way that we should. And maybe this morning... We need to see that as we backslide in our faith, we are crucifying him all over again. But as I think of this story, and it's more than a story, as Jesus came into Jerusalem, maybe there were some who would say, well, we're going to make him king for the day. But now as we see what he wants to do, we're going to take him out. But you know, I want you to know this morning, without a shadow of doubt, Christ will not be king just for a day. In Luke chapter 9, verse 62, it says, But Jesus said to to him, No one who puts his hand on the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. We need to look out this morning and realize who Jesus truly is. He is the king of kings and Lord of lords. And this morning, we need to put our eyes back on him. Just because maybe we don't like this or this, that doesn't change him. He is the king. And this morning, maybe where we're hoping he'll change, we need to see that we need change. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There were those who thought, well, We'll tell lies about him. And eventually they said, well, we'll nail him to a cross. But my brothers and sisters, that didn't stop him either. He is king. This morning, are you willing to allow him to look into our life, into the temple of God? And maybe there are things we need to allow him to remove. So that we can grow as a child of God in the direction you want us to go. Maybe that is what we need him to do in our life today. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, you have been so, so good. And Lord, today as we think of your entry into Jerusalem, Lord, it was a day to proclaim, but Lord, it was a day of your name being raised up and for people to see what truly was important. Lord, as we go through this crisis, 
of this virus. Lord, it's challenged us. It has moved us in a position that we were not used to. But Lord, I pray that we would see you are our king of kings and you are the one we need to look to. And Lord, if there are things in our life that need to be changed, that we would let our loving Lord and Savior come in and show us and remove those things. Lord, we just ask that you would guide us this morning. And Lord, I just ask that you would just show us the direction you'd want us to go in your son's name. Amen.